You're listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast. For more on Screening in Kingston, more episodes, info about our movie clubs, and a lot more fun movie content, visit screeninginkingston.com. just want to go to the movie theater and see a good movie um and i don't know why it's so hard of an ask like i don't think it's being unreasonable and isn't i understand that, like isn't that a little bit of a spoiler for your reviews this week yeah i don't care <laughs> <laughs> these movies are garbage i don't care <laughs> okay oh, like God. i just this is the thing like i just it's my fault. It's no one else's fault, but, but me, I get myself so worked up and excited for certain things. And then when it doesn't meet my, I think are very reasonable expectations, then I get very angry Upset. and it's yes. And it's angry not, I know it's like, I know it's not the most important thing in the world. Like I want people to 100% understand that. Like, I know there's more important things going on. I'm, I'm someone who pays attention to what's going on in the world. I get that. But, but movies are, one of my ways of, of spending my leisure time of kind of unwinding and kind of just like letting go of the world for a few minutes and enjoying something. And these, these movies that I have to continue to see are so bad that it makes me angry. We liked pig. You liked pig. Yeah. That in theaters. Pig was good. Yes. Pig was good. (laughs) But, but this is the thing, you know, if you walk down the street and nine times out of 10, you get punched in the face I'm not going to really remember the one person right. who's like, hello, <laughs> right? Like, yes, I've seen one good movie kind of recently that has been like, good. Cause like pig was, was everything I kind of want in a movie. It wasn't particular. I didn't find it like hugely entertaining, but I just found it good. It was a, a very good, movie. good, fun, like not fun in the way of like, Oh, this is exciting. But it was like, a good watch. Go adventure. Yes, exactly. Um, maybe not huge rewatchability, but my expectation for other types of movies are different. Like when I go to see Pig, I have one type of expectation of what I'm, I'm going to see. And then when I go to see The Suicide Squad, I have a completely different expectation. And that and we've talked about this on the show before. The ability to to watch sui- The Suicide Squad or or Spider-Man or, or the, the uh, I don't know, The Day After Tomorrow or whatever is different than your feeling when you're going to Pig or Moonlight or even Green Book. That was a disappointment. You have in your head because of the type of movie it is what you kind of want that experience to be. And it's been very it's been a very disappointing return to the movie theaters in terms of content, not in terms of actually being there. And with that being said, welcome to Screening in Kingston. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Welcome. Uh, If you're new here, we're, we're a movie show and we talk about movies. And uh, nine times out of the ten, out of ten, they're punching us in the face. Recently, according to my recently, recently, yeah, yeah recently. according to me. I mean, again, I mean, you know, Black Widow was okay, but I had a lot of problems with it. Um, and uh, Pig was good. Um, and then I don't even remember what we talked about before then. But that was in the before time. We're back at the movie theater, so maybe it's only we we only have up to go from here because new movies are coming out, and that's yeah. That's a good thing. I liked Zola. I liked Pig. Um, I was like so-so on Black Widow, but that was to be expected. And I am really looking for I watched The Green Knight this week, and so did you, Mike. And so 
Um, I went by myself. I didn't go with Dan and it was good. I didn't go with Dan, <laughs> which is like my spoiler for my review. Um, but I can't wait to talk about it with someone who's also seen it. Because a lot of my friends, I would say the majority of my friends, if not all of them, aren't going to the theaters yet. Oh, okay. So I don't know anyone who's seen The Green Knight. You're you're the only one of your group that has yeah. ventured back so far. Yeah. Let's face it, I have a small group. But uh, <laughs> for and you know what's funny? Um, in recent discussions, it like with two people in particular that I was speaking with, um, it's not that they're afraid of getting COVID. They just don't want to sit and wear their masks for that long. Like it's not I, even like safety. It's like not safety concerns. It's, it's just like comfort. Comfort. If you you could you'd rather sit at home, take your mask yeah. off, and be there. You don't mind going somewhere. You're not fearful of it. You you want to wear a mask, but you just don't want to sit there for a couple hours in a mask. Yeah. They don't willingly want to sit two hours and watch. Especially like I could see that like oh you haven't been to the theater in so long you don't want to wear a mask and then you go see the Green Knight. And, like, you have to wear your mask through that movie. Like, <laughs> and I, that's yeah. the movie. That was yeah. your movie back to the movies. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, my trick for the mask thing is because while you're eating, you don't. Uh, so you don't just eat. You to. eat the I whole movie. Eat the whole movie. <laughs> I just sit there. I tell you, I nurse. I, I, what is it called when you. Uh, you nurse it. You nurse it. I nurse the popcorn. So it la- I just one bite at a time, one kernel at a time into the mouth. Little sips of the drink lasts the whole movie. It's been great. There you go. There's uh, Mike's hack. Taylor's hack is to ask for your pop in a glass. Mike, <laughs> Mike's <laughs> hack is to eat very slowly. Eat constantly for two hours. Hey, <laughs> why not? You know, it's, I don't know how sustainable excuse. that is. But Good, it excuse. Yeah. Good excuse to cram the popcorn um, into your gob. Uh, but if you if you are new to the show, we always kick things off with fan questions because we love to hear from from all of our fans. And most of these come through our website, screeningandkingston.com, or you can email us at our Gmail, screeningandkingston at gmail.com. Now that the website's actually working and we get fan questions. <laughs> um, so we've got we've got about five to go through today. Wow. I was just I was just telling you, Taylor, that I haven't read pre pre-read any of them. So Exciting. So not only is will it be my hot take, it's going to be your hot take on the yeah, answers Yeah, it's going to be just, I haven't had any time to look through these. So let's, let's get to it. So the first one uh, comes from Owen. Uh, Owen says, I almost had a bingo. If Erica had written in, I would have had the quarantine update bingo card second row down. I had the four spaces, but I just didn't get the fifth. I was so close. Um, I, I don't have the bingo card in front of me, so I don't know what we said. But yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> Always one away. That seems to be what happens to everyone. I wonder if it was the the Marvel episode where he would have been, been one away. <laughs> it might have been because that cut because I know that would have at least two of the squares are one that I mentioned the MCU in a positive way, and one you bash a movie that other people love. Um, so I think that could have, if those are in that's the same like, area, that's two already. In a way, it's like it was almost unfair to play the yeah, bingo almost, card last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, almost unfair, yeah. Uh, Owen continues and says, I know that you both mentioned before that you aren't, um, you don't do too much general research before you go to see a film, um, so to not cloud your own opinions. After you've seen a movie, however, do you find that you are seeking out reviews or more information on the movies or do you only do this if you actually liked the movie and that's from Owen uh that's an interesting question uh sometimes 
but I, I mean, I don't know how you are, Taylor, but for me, I, I actually only seek out other reviews or thoughts when there's something like really intriguing about the film. Like it's not necessarily right. me liking it or not liking it. It's more, hmm, what, what do other people think about this weird thing? That's sometimes when I do it. For me, it really depends on, um, depends on the movie. If I like really, really liked it, I'm probably not necessarily going to look up reviews, but I'm going to do like more research about the movie. You know, like I'll go on the Wikipedia page, like I'll start and then you do like a, uh, you go down the rabbit hole, you know, you, you end up on the actor that was in the movie, but then like three articles later, you're on Kevin Bacon's page or whatever. Like, so if I really like the movie, yes, I will research more and I'll try to learn like a lot about it. Um, but again, like I'm not like particularly interested in reading reviews because I like it and only my opinion matters. So why, why would I <laughs> yeah, seek out yeah. other <laughs> other reviews? Um, but if the movie, like you said, Mike, was like really weird, yeah. or if I knew that it was getting a lot of good buzz, but I really hated it, yeah. Um, then I'll want to read reviews and be like, well, what the heck, right? Like, For sure. <laughs> like what 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 did people actually like about this movie? Um. So yeah, it like in terms of like reading reviews, the reviews themselves would only be if I knew my opinion was like really counter to general consensus. You know what I mean? And it goes both yeah. ways. If I knew that the movie that was sense. being panned, but I really liked it, then I would want to read about it. Um, but the movies I like, I don't, I don't care. Like, <laughs> like I don't, I don't need to read why other people don't like the things that I like. Yeah, you know I mean, that's I mean? very fair. Because that's like, that's not the kind of point of the show. Like the point was, you know, you and I are big movie fans. We just give our opinions. We welcome opinions from other people. But we more want to hear from our fans and people listening to the show. Not necessarily what random reviewers think or audience members. It might be an interesting like thing to bring up if there's something in there. But yeah, I feel like it is more random as to why we do it. But your reasons make sense. Like it, it's... You know, you like, want to stick to your opinion first. Right? A really good example is Hereditary. Like that movie got so much buzz and you couldn't be on the internet without at least seeing like headlines about how like Hereditary is like single-handedly saving the horror genre or whatever the stupid narrative they were pushing. So then when I finally saw the movie, I was like, what? Like, so I had to read the reviews as to like why it was saving horror and like I did not agree with the reviews so that's a good example of I didn't research the movie ahead of time knew the general consensus just because of like seeing headlines and stuff and then being like so not on the same page yeah here's like so I think the hereditary might be on the bingo card and here's another one uh, that's on the bingo card (laughs) yeah hereditary (laughs) was one of those movies that made me feel like I was taking crazy pills that's like I like right. could not wrap my head around why it was getting such positive reviews. Yeah, 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 and uh, yeah, I think that that's a that's a reason why to look it up for sure. Yeah. You want to know what what are other people saying, if, especially if you feel like you're so on the other like end of opposite, years. you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. It's kind of like uh, before we move on, Mike. It's kind of yeah. like a what did I miss moment, right? Like yes. What is it that I missed? Yeah. Everyone else seems to, for whatever reason, think that is different than me. Yeah, I, I definitely, uh, I definitely think that. And I'm pretty sure Hereditary is on the bingo card somewhere. So there you go. That might be two spots for people. Yeah. Um, if you're playing. Um, 
Jackson is the next question. So Jackson uh, wrote in, um, do you think you'll have a chance to review In the Heights? I'm pretty sure uh, it's at the screening room now. It might be a musical that's actually worth talking a bit about. I know musicals aren't a big thing on the show, but it might be worth going into a little bit more detail on this one. So that comes from Jackson. Um, we could, I guess. I mean, Mike, I thought you already reviewed it. <laughs> in the Heights? No, I don't think so. Have I? I have no. for some re- we've talked about it on the show because I, it was in the headlines. So maybe that's I why I'm getting confused because there was that headline about how it's like whitewashing the neighborhood. Oh, right. So right. I guess talk about that. I remember talking about that. And I guess in my like what thinking back, I thought, oh, we must have been talking about that because you reviewed it. Because I think it's I think on so. I think it was on streaming platforms already i'm pretty sure i haven't seen it okay. if i have and i reviewed it i don't think i liked it much because i don't remember it blaming <laughs> blaming covid brain but that's why like i thought when i saw it, it is um jackson's right it is at the screening room right now or oh it, it is okay it it was as of like us recording this episode um whether or not it's going to be still there at the upcoming weekend i'm not sure but um yeah i was like looking at the movie listings and i went Oh, Mike's already seen it, so like <laughs> I don't need to worry about seeing it. But um, now that I know Mike hasn't reviewed the the movie, so. um, if it's still in theaters uh, when I go to the movies next, because um, I won't be able to go to the movie theaters this weekend. Oh, but, right. right. Yeah, but I think I am still going to give a movie review. Oh, which will be a treat next Interesting. week. Okay. So cool. Queens is having, um, this is kind of a tangent, next week, actually this week, starting this week, Queens is having a suppo- symposium about witches. And oh. so um, one of the evenings is a screening of one of my, I'm not going to say favorite because I've only seen it once, but the movie's called The Love Witch. And I saw it originally when it first came out when I was living in D.C. And so they're doing a screening of that film on Thursday. And the director is going to like Skype or Zoom in and um, for a Q&A after the movie. So I think I'll give a review, even though it's an older movie. But I don't think I've ever reviewed The Love Witch. So anyways, that was a complete tangent. But sorry, Jackson, I can't review In the Heights because I think I'm going to be reviewing uh, like a four-year-old movie instead <laughs> instead yeah well maybe i'll see it i mean i, I was gonna wait to see what the screening room has uh has coming up but may- maybe i mean I, I might watch it and maybe i can review it next week we'll see we'll see what else is out there i again i'm pretty sure i haven't so we'll see um i think that's, comes- that should be payback mike for you having um making me do a marvel episode retribution is watch it in nights yeah <laughs> Okay, I mean, I guess I can do that. I'm only yeah, kidding. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, Josh has the next question. Um, how much time uh, should pass so that it's not considered, quote, too soon to remake or reboot a movie or franchise? Does the popularity of the original influence how quickly the remake or reboot should be done, in your opinion? So that comes from Josh the Inquisitor. I think this is uh, pointing at Suicide Squad, which is kind of a, I don't know, a re- remake 
sort of a rebrand sort of but like it's actually a sequel like it treats itself like a sequel because there are characters in it that were in the first one and they've all assumed they've met each other before um by by the way the movie goes about so it's kind of a rebrand retooling but it's also kind of a second movie i think they just didn't want to call it a second You'll get into this during your your review, but is Will Smith's character recast, or is he just no, not in the movie? He's not in the movie. Though. Oh, okay, okay. No, it's a different character. Because if they had recast um, Will uh, Will Smith's role, then that kind of makes things a little more murky. You know what yeah, I mean? And I think the original intent they wanted Will Smith. You could tell. I will get into this in the review, but the the Idris Elba's character was pretty much written as a new character, but can. Const- can literally stand in place of Will Smith because they clearly wanted him. Right. And I think the movie actually would have worked better, not just because I like Will Smith, but had you brought that character back for the continuity sakes and for like the heart that he, he brought to the last one, it would have worked better. We'll get to it. Um, so yeah, I, I think, I think the suicide squad is too quick of a reboot and remake that, that this is only a couple of years between them. And I think it happened to the Spider-Man, like the second of Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man movie came out. And then like a year and a half later, Marvel got Spider-Man back and it well, was Tom Holland or something. All of the Spider-Mans, quick. if you think about it, cause Tobey Maguire, what that's his name, right? Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire. Yes. And then if you'll, and then Andrew Garfield and then the new Spider-Man. Yeah, that's been and that's all within to... our like our lifetime. Yeah, like, recent I think, memory. <laughs> I think to me the best the reboots are something as a ki- like if you're a kid, you know, and you see something and it gets rebooted when you're like thirty. <laughs> so a good twenty years, like two decades to. And me, I would argue even older, like longer. Like if you're really gonna reboot something. It shouldn't necessarily be like within living memory. Do you know what I mean? Like it should be like it needs to be like intellectual property from like the sixties that you reboot. I'm really not if I've said it before on the show, I'm not a really big I don't like reboots. I don't like um remakes. Like it's very, very rare that I think the remake is better than the original. I think reboots are just a cash cow. Um, I think <laughs> in a lot of ways, it's just unoriginal. Like it's really just the, the studios cashing in on popular um, intellectual property. You know what I mean? Um, so how a lot, like what's the time frame? Like in my mind, it's like for infinity, like just don't do it. Like make a new story. <laughs> Personally. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of different. Like when you think of like, the batman like batman right like there's been different um incarnations of batman or like um i think that's like a little bit different especially because when you think of like comic books like there's different batmans right so like that's like a rich rich um universe to pull from but like i also think quality matters if you do it well it it makes it makes you feel better about it like if you end up liking it, um, but like much to your point, you, so you're talking then about again, like I think this should go on the bingo card because I bring it up every week. Man from Uncle being a very old TV show and then getting a movie reboot in our lifetime that works. That was fun. That works, right? Yeah. I don't have and um, enough time has passed. 
I didn't, I didn't, I've never seen the original man from uncle. So I don't have like an emotional connection to the original source material. Um, here's another one for the bingo, uh, bingo card, the crow. They're always talking about rebooting the crow. Again, it's a little bit different because based on the source material, um, it's, if it's my understanding, each graphic novel, it's like the crow is a different person. Um, but they often just because of the success of Brandon Lee, like how he like really embodied the character, a lot of times the reboots they talk about are just bringing back like Brandon Lee's version of The Crow. Right. When it's right. like such a beloved film, um, you know, pick a different version of the graphic novel, right? Like leave Brandon Lee's legacy alone but yeah i have a lot of feelings about reboots i don't think they're necessary um i think like if you want to do a new like reimagining like pick a different story you know what i mean like yeah yeah that's fair i think that's very fair um last question comes from colt um who says I'm really loving the idea of having Taylor review a pilot episode from Star Trek. We need to make this happen. I think maybe DS9. It has a Star Trek feel, but they were clearly trying to do something different with it. So that's from Cole. So there you go. That's the first vote, Taylor, to get you to review a pilot with me and Tyler um, of an episode of Star Trek, like a first episode of one of their series. So there you go. You got a fan asking. I saw about 10 minutes of a Star Trek episode last night. That was also, a, oh, really? What was last night? The Sherlock Holmes episode. Ah, uh, yes, of course. Data is data. some data <laughs> is somehow <laughs> Sherlock Holmes because they made some sort of simulation in the computer. Yeah, it's called a holodeck and you can play. <laughs> so instead of, so they do have like books and literature and stuff, but what a holodeck is, it's a piece of recreation. Like instead of watching a movie, you load up a holodeck program and you take part in it. So imagine Taylor watching your favorite movie, but you get to play a role. in. The that's movie. pretty cool. That's, that's what a holodeck Except is. I was so confused because the doctor, like not Moriarty, but like the doctor, I guess from the ship, I don't know. Somehow Moriarty ha has a doctor and he's yes. like, giving her tea and she he yes, goes like he goes about. yeah he goes two lumps and she's like lumps of what and he was like sugar and then she like drinks it and she's like mm, that's so good and i'm like dan do they not have tea in the future like you're telling they do me but no one would ask for lumps like that's a very, <laughs> no one would do that like like you get tea out of a replicator so you just go up to a thing on a wall and you say i'd like some tea please and then i Oh, okay. So, like, yeah, the sensation so, of, like, I guess, like, seeing someone make the tea yes, was weird. Is gone. Yes. Yeah, that's completely like, what gone. what the heck? Yeah. Yeah, that, that particular <laughs> episode that you happen to catch a few minutes of is is actually quite good. Because they accidentally <laughs> give sentience to, to Professor Moriarty. Yeah, and he says, so, I want to be, I'm not evil anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be a human. He yeah, and yeah. It's, it's actually it's quite good, and and that's yeah. So, but yes, I think getting getting to you to watch a pilot like a beginning episode where they introduce everything would be very interesting to have you kind of sit through. All right, uh, we'll get Tyler episode. get Tyler on deck. Yeah, we will. Oh yeah, he'll he'll be down. We just have to decide from what series, and I I don't. We got to pick one that you don't need a lot of um, background on. Uh, it would be better. Don't you think it's kind of funnier though if I don't have the background? 
really because I think <laughs> I know you guys love it. So you want me to yeah. actually like you want me to engage with it on an intellectual level as opposed yeah. to me being like, what was that? That yes. was weird. And, and, and I, I think mainly we'd like you to give it a chance. Yeah, and fair enough. More, fair enough. The more we can arm you with some information, I think the better you'll be. And I actually personally think we'll probably do Star Trek Enterprise because that was the last series that came out. It debuted in the early 2000s and um, it is probably the most accessible one because it's not that far in our future. Um, so it, it is closer to the things that you know now. It's about a hundred years into our future. So it's not like that far removed. So we, we could give you a tiny bit of background and you'd be ready to go. And I, I feel like I feel like that would be a better bet than than like the pilot from the 80s or the 60s or whatever would be a little bit, I think, harder to get you <laughs> to engage with. Sounds good. So we'll we'll give it a shot. We'll, we'll try it out. We'll figure that out sometime. Um, but for today, that's it for fan questions. And we've got some movies to talk about. Uh, let's talk about The Green Knight. Let's let's dive into this this, <gasps> this film. The Green Knight. Um, where where to begin with this this thing? Um, I number, guess just number one, Mike. Ahead. Yeah. Never have I watched a movie more wishing I had subtitles. Yeah. Uh, I would agree. I would agree with that. I also would say in terms of like, never, never have I, um, there are certain things that we can't talk about uh, on this podcast uh, that have, that I've never seen in a movie before um, that I saw that have to do with belt. Oh uh, yeah. Green belt. Uh, and that was something I've never seen. Um, and I was like, wow, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a thing. That was, um, that was a decision. That happened. That was a decision. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it. Um, I just, here are my kind of, I, I, and I think you and I are, are more or less on, on the same page for this, that I, I just found this to be uh, weird in not a good way and, a, and pretty disappointing in terms of, of just how the film played out. That, that was kind of my, my feelings exiting the theater where I was like there were moments where the cinematography and the and the, the practical effects and the look of the film was quite nice but I just could not connect with anything that was going on I think I by the sounds of it I think I liked it maybe a little bit more than you did but yeah it was weird and like I'm used to like weird European movies where like I don't really know what's going on but like I really didn't know what was going on in this movie in certain scenes like the fact that two characters were played by the same actress but yeah, they don't like, yeah like <laughs> I'm like okay like why what did that mean yes. was that like, even that's a deliberate choice was that's that even happening you know what i mean yeah. like was that a dream um so there was definitely like i would say i was like pretty engaged with the movie up until that point where he gets to like what would you say that's like two third like two thirds of the movie, the movie. Yeah. yeah it was like more or less like a straightforward sort of like 
fantasy horror where like things were happening. Um, you know, we know it's kind of spooky. Like there's some supernatural things going on, like definitely witchcraft. So like some of the weirder things I could forgive. But then when we like stumble upon this house and the like lady of the house is played by what's her name? Alicia Vic. Vikander. Vikander. Also from Man From U.N.C.L.E. Wonderful actress. Like she did oh, a yeah, great job great. in the movie. Yeah. Um, but how Alicia Vikander plays like his love interest like back home. And then all of a sudden she's playing a different character. But I thought it was at the, when I first saw her, I thought, oh, like that's his love interest. But some sort of witchcraft has happened. Did you that's, feel that same way? Yes, too? So. Yeah, so that, that that I will agree with you, and especially, I think for me it was a tiny bit earlier where it fell off for me is around the giants. Oh yeah, sorry, I forgot. Really I like blocked that from my memory. Yeah, because <laughs> I will agree with you. Like the beginning of the film, the sort of like it's a, it is a journey. I thought it was a little slow to get started, but once he he physically left, the like two things that happened before the giants, the like stuff with the thieves and the saint winifred stuff that stuff was good and there was something and to me i felt like okay we're progressing it's an adventure tale um but then yeah from like the giants forward i just felt things fell off and i agree with you i was waiting for where he stumbled upon this castle and because it's the same actor i thought okay well sh- this must be like a witchcrafty thing this must be something that is going to get explained that he actually like is being stopped to go somewhere. And then it didn't explain itself. And that was part of my problem with the movie. Like I'm fine with interpretation too. I'm fine with fantasy. I don't have a problem with those types of things, but I just felt like there was a, a little bit of a too convenience laziness because the Fox was my, my big issue as well. I had an issue with the Fox. The CGI. The CGI was terrible. It was the only CGI thing, really. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was. Other things, but it was the only thing that was like, this is clearly CGI. Yeah. I didn't even try on the fox. And then the fox randomly appears and disappears as the plot requires it to. And I, I found that to be too convenient. Like when, when he when he goes to that place we're talking about, where where he, he gets taken in by these people, like the fox is gone. And then... The, the one guy is like, oh, I captured this and was going to give it to you as a present. And it's the fox again. Yeah, it would have made more sense for the fox to, like, come into the house with him. Like, yeah, it'd like be, why did the fox just stick with them? They were just like, get rid of the fox, and the fox has to come back. And then the fox, to me, did nothing. It served no purpose. And it was really bothering. Yeah. Like, those things like that were really bothersome to me. Like, and I'm, you know, there's things like the old woman in that house with the blindfold, like, some things don't need to be explained. Like, that was very Lynchian. I'm like, okay, great. She's creepy. We don't know what her deal is. Fine. But, like, you still have to explain other things. Like, the whole riddle thing about how he could take... Dev Patel's character could take whatever he wanted, but then the gu- the guy who owned the castle was going to take what was given to him and then, like, kissed him. And then... Dave Patel's character was like, take your hand. You, do, you, do you know the scene? I'm, this, it was the same yeah, scene when, you where... when he's leaving, right? Like yeah. when Dev Patel's decided I'm leaving this house. Yeah. Um, that you're talking. Yeah. Cause the, that actor has been in a million things. Yeah. Uh, he's Joel a big Edgerton. character. Actor. Yeah. He, he, yeah. He like runs him down with his horse and is like, whatever. Yeah. That, that whole sequence seemed out of place. I like, didn't, didn't understand any I of it. I didn't understand. <laughs> 
what that meant or like what was going on. And again, it just seemed to me, and I'm just what the impressions I got from the film was, it just seemed like this was done by someone who was just going to do things for the sake of it. Well, this will look cool. So we'll do. Yeah. It did seem like a, this looks cool. Cause there was, I get, yeah, I, there's, Certain things I just did not, I'm not, I just did not understand what was going on. The yeah. scene that you're referring to with the belt, I'm like, okay, this is witchcraft stuff. Like, yes, this makes sense. Like, that made sense. So, like, yes, I had never, actually, I can't even, I may have seen that in, like, a, a witchy movie before. But, like, that, out of all the stuff that happened in the castle, that scene with the belt actually made the most sense. Well, yeah, and I think, <laughs> And like, that's saying I something. That, like, yeah, and I think that, like, I understood the symbolism of everything that was going on, but, like, I just kept, all I could think of throughout this movie was they're not closing any loops, and yeah. not closing a loop here and there is okay, but no loop has been closed. Like, even, so let's just, let's just wrap our conversation on that one scene, and, and I, I don't think we're spoiling anything, because there's nothing to spoil in this movie, Um when Dev Patel leaves this place and, and, you know, Joel Edgerton comes and like, they have that conversation. I thought maybe we get a pan of like, he leaves the house and it's like, it's deserted. It looks deserted. Yeah. Like how and they only did. Only that old woman standing there or something, you know what I mean? Like it looks different. Cause he, we already had that kind of experience with the. Winifred. With the the win- Yeah. With, with the spirit. Right. So I thought we were going to close that loop and be like, Oh, it wasn't real. And he's experiencing all these things, but they never like, did heck we don't even find out why his mom sent the green knight to begin yeah, with the whole that's true <laughs> that's true why this entire thing happened we don't know we don't know why any of it happened and then at the end of the movie it kind of just ends and like i i like i can respect and i kind of liked okay we're gonna montage through kind of the things that happened the alternative like, the alternative timeline. Like, yeah, future, and then going back to him. And I even understood the decision to take the belt off and, like, what's going on there. Like, I, I get it, okay? It's not it's not that I don't understand. It's just, I I think it, I just, it just didn't resonate. I just think there was no effort put in to close loops, to make it a concrete story. Even, even if it's not, okay, so it's not plot-driven. It needs to be character-driven then. I don't even think Dev Patel's character was that interesting. Like, what what, what do we know about him? He, he reluctantly, he doesn't want to die? Well, I think a lot of people can relate to that. And that's like, that's the only thing we really know about this character is that he wasn't doing much with his life. He, he kind of drank a lot and then he, he beheads a, a, a green knight and has to go on this adventure and doesn't want to. Okay. Well, that's, that's nothing. It, it, it just, it was nothing. And no. yeah, like, yeah. Was the Fox <laughs> his mom? Yeah. <laughs> we don't know because there's no evidence to support that anything because the fox is trying to get him not to go but the mom was the i don't i don't understand i really like it didn't because i guess the mom's supposed to be what like morgana like the wife whatever the the sorry the sister of king arthur who in like our yeah. She is a witch, like an Arthur Arthurian Correct. legend. Yeah. But I don't I but, don't know enough about the background to know if she's like in conflicts with the motivation King Arthur. just didn't make sense. Yeah, there was no didn't seem to be any motivation. 
Um, I mean, I guess we were supposed to assume that at the beginning she's not invited to the dinner because... But she was invited. She just decided she was going to not go that day to do her witch stuff. Then never mind. Like, there literally is no... So, I don't know if, like, oh, did she want her son to become king because she doesn't like King Arthur? And if she sends him on this quest, he's going to get enough glory. But, like, I don't... I I really don't know. And also, like... That like scary voice, like quote unquote scary voice that the like it was the fox's voice and it the yeah. same voice of the fox is the narrator at the very beginning of the movie. Yes. Yeah. And I could not understand. It was like overproduced, like over like you know what, like over edited, where like I yes. don't I yeah. didn't know what was happening. Yeah, and I I felt that I felt like our review is very much like clearly how how this movie is it's all over the place certainly tone wise and there's just a lot of things that happen that don't really explain themselves and i find that sometimes didn't even really push the story forward like for long stretches i felt like nothing had happened even though i am seeing things and things are moving it feels like nothing's happened it actually reminded me a lot of the film silence um, I had very similar reaction to that movie where there was a lot of sort of um, there was a lot of like grittiness in, in silence and like a lot of like horrible things happened to people. Oh, I like silence. Yeah. It seems like it would be a movie you would like, but I came out of it with the same honesty, Taylor. I was like, that's I, the I, one when they go to break into his house. Cause he's deaf, right? Oh no, no. That's um, don't breathe. Oh, <laughs> what's is silence no, no, no. with the silence. ventriloquist dolls? No, silence isn't isn't is a oh. Adam Driver and oh, and I like I like that movie and too. They're, the they're Japanese, Christians yeah, yeah, Japan. they're just yeah. they're Jesuits <laughs> in Japan. Yes, yeah, um, they, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we got there, uh, but I liked all three of those movies that okay, I just so described. either way you liked all of them, either way. But um, silence but yeah. is very like it's slow, slow, and I also felt like color tone and palette was very similar yeah. uh, in terms of what you saw and. Again, I think the I think what I to get be more positive, like the things that I did like about Green Knight was I I did think the practical feeling of the movie was good. That gave it kind of a a real um, cl- sort of classic film vibe of everything seemed real. They looked like they were really in a forest. Like everything seemed tactile, um, which I liked. It didn't seem like like you were saying like the only overproduced thing was that voice in the fox. Like everything else kind of worked, and even like. But like giants and stuff, like it looked visually interesting. Um, it just. But didn't you think the giants looked, you know, they're creating this fantasy world and like was pretty true to kind of what you think of the genre. And then the giants looked like too, like, I don't know. I didn't like how the giants were designed. I didn't think they fit into a fantasy genre. Well, I like that they looked kind of different. Yeah. Like human-y kind Humanoid. of. Humanoid. Like, yeah, also like that you kind of, even because they're so massive, you're seeing them kind of from a distance and from sort of his perspective anyway. So like I kind of liked that the the features were sort of like the kind of gray, gray, white look because from like you may be closer up, you might see more things. But like I kind of liked that in the mist sort of look to them um but yeah i mean i get what you're saying and and i think 
I think it, there were a lot of very strange choices in this movie and choices are fine, but I've always liked when a filmmaker and director attempts to communicate something to an audience. And I feel very strongly like no one said to this director, um, I don't know if this is clear enough. Like, we I don't need, know if you're we need to edit stuff. this. Yeah. Like, and to me, like that's always the job of a producer. That was like my job as a producer in theater was to work closely with a director and be like, you have to remember there's an audience here and you may think you're getting across your vision, but try to communicate something because to me, art is very communal. You have to communicate to someone, meaning someone has to receive some sort of a communication. And I, I felt very disconnected for this movie. I thought it was going to be like a metaphor for like a cur- our current like climate crisis. Really? Because like the nature versus man, like the green knight represents nature and earth and nature. vitality. And Dev Patel cutting his head off is, is us. Yeah, and like how they t- they showed like deforestation like at the beginning of the movie when he like disembarks and they have flashbacks to like them like cutting down the forest and stuff like that like so I thought oh this is gonna it's gonna come full circle about like nature versus man and how like there was monologues about when we die nature reclaims us like multiple characters had monologues about that and then that's not it, that's not where it went. No, nope. <laughs> that's not where they went with this movie. Um, I will say um things that I liked, I thought it had good production value. I liked the costuming a lot even though the it wasn't like necessarily like um it it definitely was more like fantasy medieval, you know, like it was yeah. like a fantasy costuming. I liked that. It added like whimsy to the movie. I think um Alicia Vikander was a very good actress. The fact that she played two characters, but very differently. Like, I think she did well. I don't think Dev Patel gave a bad performance. I just don't think he had a lot to work with in terms of... No, yeah, I agree with you. That's what I was going to say about him. Is is he... I don't think he was bad. I think he was functional in the role. But I don't think he did anything spectacular with the role because i don't think he could have there wasn't yeah i think it was a poor script and not strong directing because yeah yeah. um so i would say that i enjoyed two about two-thirds of the movie maybe a little less than two-thirds and then when it was when it became clear that the symbolism didn't mean anything you know what I mean? At that point, I lost. Yeah. It lost me. I'm like, none of my questions are going to be answered. I don't know what the director is trying to do. Um, I can't even guess what he's trying to do. No, so for me, unfortunately, like Mike said, how, you know, we amp up these movies and we're so excited to see them. Unfortunately for me, this is a skip it, which is sad. Yeah. I thought I really yeah. thought this was going to be a, a, a see it for me. Totally. And I, I agree. Like for me, it's a skip it. And I'm really disappointed Sad. because I, I really, really wanted to like this movie. I was really looking forward to it. I think that a really good practical effects driven fantasy film is something that we need. We don't get a lot of that right now. Um, and uh, it was very, very disappointing. So yeah, I agree with you. It's a skip it for me as well. It's too bad. Um, could it have been good? I don't know. 
I think because I just don't know enough about this movie having seen it. Yeah, I don't know if I've never read the legend because it's based on a legend. Um, yeah. I don't know if the legend is as weird as this movie. <laughs> so I, I really can't say whether this would have been better in like a different director, or different writer's hands. Um, there were things I visually I liked it. Like I thought it was in some places very beautiful. And I loved things like the title cards. Again, like I love when movies are very stylized and the director commits to that style, but the plot has to still make sense. Like the movie yeah. just did not make sense to me. It just didn't move in a way that could, that I, yeah, I could grasp. Um, and again, I, I'm a fan of all those things too, but when done well, if you're going to, if you're going to do stylization of something, if you're really going to, to, to let your sort of artistic mind lead things and we're going to get something that's different, that's stylized, that's kind of what you might call out there or, or, you know, like we did when we talked about, we've done film clubs that are specific. Experimental. Experimental things. If you're going to do it, you got to execute it. And I just felt like visually this movie looked great, but that's, that's about it. For it. It was very, very surface. It's like looking at a beautiful well created cake and then cutting into it and there's nothing in there so it was just whatever um yeah so that that's uh that's green knight very disappointing um i'm gonna talk a little bit about the suicide squad um and as i already said i also didn't particularly like this movie um but you weren't you weren't like dying to see this one were you no no because the first suicide squad wasn't great this one is definitely better (laughs) the first one's a mess yeah, this one's definitely better. I because like, there's a lot of people who really like this movie, um, and this one, and I will agree that this one is more coherent. It's less of a mess. It is very clearly one person's vision, um, and it just commits to the vision and it goes through it. Um, it's definitely better than the first one, and it's definitely more complete movie. So if you're someone who just you know like the idea of the Suicide Squad, you just want something that makes a little more sense, then this movie does do those things. Um, where I thought it, it failed miserably is I think it was too clearly trying to just shove like a, what is that saying? Shove a, a square peg into a round hole. Yeah. Um, they were just like, we, okay, we've written the script. We know what we want. Uh, we didn't get Will Smith. Okay. Okay. Fine. Fine. Uh, re- replace his character, replace him with Idris Elba, make his character essentially the same. Uh, another sharpshooter with a daughter uh, who's in trouble and he, he basically gets uh, blackmailed to, to help his daughter. So it's, you, it was literally the same. But was it, um, do you get the sense that maybe Will Smith had, you know, like they had written the script. You had said you feel that Will, the, the script is written for Will Smith. Um, I think so. Yes. So do you think that maybe everything was written and then Will Smith said he couldn't be part of the movie. And so they just went back and like did a couple tweaks. That's like that to me, that's what it looked like. Now, maybe maybe it wasn't intended that way. But then if, if that's true, then the script has just a lot of holes and is very bad <laughs> because it definitely feels that way. Like it felt like so Idris Elba, very good actor. He felt shoehorned into this movie. And I just don't think he fit in with everything else that was going on. Like everyone else, especially like in a comic book movie you see a lot of people go one way or another, like they're going to take it very seriously or they're going to just like go crazy. Um, and like Margot Robbie just went nuts 
more so than I've ever seen her go with Harley Quinn. She was all over the place. And everyone kind of felt that way, except for Idris Elba, who was like really acting. The straight but Taylor, man. He was like, oh, like, like he was giving like, it's like he was in an Oscar movie. Like he was just given it acting wise. And you're like, what are you doing? Like he's just read, so out read of the room. Yeah, read the room, man. Like it's just like stop. It's, it's not that kind of movie. Because <laughs> when he's going toe to toe with John Cena, it makes John Cena look like the worst actor on the planet. Which I don't Aww. think John Cena's an amazing John, actor. But he has but fun. He has he's, fun. Yeah, he's fun. Yeah, and John Cena in this role has fun, and he was perfectly cast. John Cena was perfectly cast as as Peacemaker. Another sharpshooter character who who's, who has one of my favorite lines ever, which she says, "I care so much about peace. I don't care how many men, women, and ch- children have to die to get peace." And it's just he's he's just like this like kind of lovable goofball, but goes too far. Kind of dumb. And there you go. Yes, kind of dumb. And there you go. John Cena perfectly cast. Everyone was perfectly cast in this movie. Like this cast was actually quite phenomenal. It's just Idris Elba was in a different movie. That's what it felt like to me. It felt like Idris Elba was was being a great dramatic actor and everyone else was just being ridiculous. And that's where the that's where the movie would have been different with Will Smith cuz Will Smith knows how to be goofy and yes. you know or be serious in a goofy movie but it not yeah. feel yeah. yeah, and Will Smith, well, like, I get what they were trying to do, because, like, if you gra- you can ground the movie around someone like Idris Elba, it just, to me, didn't work. And the whole time I kept going, oh, I wish Will Smith was here. And I don't think that's fair, because Idris Elba's a very good actor, and I don't think that's, like, a fair thing. But all I was thinking was, I wish this was Will Smith, because I think it would have pieced the movie together. And, like, the movie was more, a lot more fun. There were m- moments where I was laughing really hard. Like, it was very, very funny at times. I just felt that the, the violence was a little bit too much. It was a little bit gratuitous. It was a little too far. I really felt like the script had these really weird tonal shifts that I've, I've actually, to Owen's question, I looked up some reviews after, and a lot of people were like, it's a tonal mess, but in a good way. And I don't disagree. I mean, I'm sorry, I, I don't agree with that. I disagree. I think that it was a tonal mess in a bad way. And it was still jumping around a little too much. What is a total mess? Succinct. Tonal mess ever a good? Thing. I don't know. They were saying it was a tonal mess of it. because so this movie at times seems like it's going to take itself seriously, but then um, it doesn't. And it if you like, like to me, Taylor, this is a movie for people that yes, it was very Guardians of the Galaxy like in a lot of ways. It was done by James Gunn, same same director yeah. who did Guardians of the Galaxy. But it was a rated R version. It's like you took the Gardens of the Galaxy characters, a little goofy, funny, lots of quips, and put them in a rated R movie with lots of blood and gore and stuff. And it kind of works, but kind of doesn't. Because it, when they're making jokes, it seems like, oh, this reminds me a lot of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. But then when the violence happens, it's like a Quentin Tarantino movie. It's like my biggest fear of Quentin Tarantino doing Star Trek. That's what this movie felt like. That's actually a very good way to look at it, where it just didn't sit right for me. I get why a lot of people liked it. It definitely is better than the than the original. But it no me, Joker just, in this one. No Joker, but Harley Quinn was great. Margot Robbie was great. She was just a little more unhinged and and crazy and out there than I've ever ever seen her play the role. Um, just off the wall there's one thing she does in this movie that reminded me like oh yeah harley quinn is is actually insane like there's just yeah, one she is in the in the books in the comics she is 
Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and this was the first movie where it was like, oh, right. Like, she's not just quirky. <laughs> she's insane. Um, but ever, as I said, like this cast was very good. Like Viola Davis is back. Like you get Viola Davis, same same from the, she plays Amanda Waller, same from the first one. Um, you, you've got Margot Robbie, who was also in the first one. Jai Courtney, who was in the first one. So, so And Rick Flagg, the guy who played Rick Flagg. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. But they, they all return. Um, and that's what makes it feel like it's a sequel because they, they've got like a new team that they, that they go off with, um, on, on, a new are they, are they acting like this is their first no. case? No, no because- so they, they are like, because like Margot Roth, like Harley Quinn has already done a case essentially is what I'm trying to say. Yes. Cause, cause Margot Robbie and Har- like Harley Quinn and Rick Flagg's character, they're clear they know each other and they consider each other friends. Like Got there's it. a friendliness to them. And like she even says, like, he's my friend. Like there's a connection there. And the same with um, Jai Courtney's character, Captain Boomerang. Like they act as if they've already, they, like, they all know each other and everyone else. Got knows. it. You know what I mean? Okay. So, it's, so this is a sequel. Was clear. Yeah, to me it's a sequel. They just didn't want to call it Suicide Squad 2 because the first one was so poorly received. So they want to be like, okay, it's the Suicide Squad, it's new, but it is also a continuation. And I do think it was a superior movie than the first. I just have a hard time, I had a hard time with it all the way through. It, it was funny at times. The violence for me even was a little too much. It was a little all over the place tone-wise. And I, I didn't think it was as good as some people um, some people were saying. So it, it was kind of very middle ground for me. I'm giving it, um, I'm giving it an airplane it because I think this is the type of thing where it's like, oh yeah, they redid Suicide Squad. I'll watch this on this airplane and it'll get, you know, finish my flight off and it'll be fine. I don't think this is worth even like doing a movie night at home on. Hmm. Like I really don't. Like I think this is, I will never see this movie again. I know that I'll never watch it again. I at least tried to watch the second suit, the first Suicide Squad, at least two or three times. Like I did watch it again because I, I like Will Smith. I thought Margot Robbie was really good. Like they, they all, those people drew me back to like, you know what? I'm going to give it another chance. I don't have to see the Suicide Squad ever again because I know everything. The things that were funny are not going to be funny a second time. Right. Not that you know where it was going. So to me, it's an airplane movie. Airplane it, throw it on an airplane. It'll distract you. I really don't think it's worth streaming at home or going to see. What's the goal with this? Is it going to, are they planning on a franchise? Well, see, DC has gone back and forth and because of all the kind of failures. I think they're more, from what I see, they're more on, we can just do whatever we want and do these one-off movies and kind of bring characters back if we want to or not. Like they're a little more looser with it. than Right. Marvel is, it's not as structured. They, yeah. Cause they know they, they screwed up their cinematic universe. So yeah, I, I we'll see where, um, where it goes but i think with suicide squad and the way they did this movie they could do another one absolutely and they could bring back new characters and do new things you know like they could just insert characters as they want um and i think that people would go see it because lots of people want to see this and from what i'm seeing taylor the reviews are very very good really (laughs) yeah yeah and i was i was even like critics and fans were kind of saying oh this movie's like great it's fun it's an adventure it's much better than the first and the only thing i agree with is yeah, it's better than the first one, but it's still not that great. <laughs> like, I wouldn't, this isn't the type of superhero movie that I'm, I would be clamoring for, like, someone like you to see. Right. You know? Like, when I try to be like, Taylor, watch this. This would not be, and I would be like, no, 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 this is not worth trying to see. 
Unpopular opinion. I'm still waiting for a Harley and Joker movie. I guess that's not unpopular. So who, who, I think lots who would of people you want playing Joker though, like that. Because to me, that's, that's. But this is like they've. I like it's. Hard. They've kind of. You're right. They they screw up their cinematic universe, right? Because yeah. Harley, <laughs> like Margot Robbie's Harley, was paired with Jared Leto's Joker, and like universally everyone hates that joker like i don't think (laughs) anyone likes jared leto's no one's defending him no (laughs) yeah so but i haven't seen birds of prey but i liked margot robbie's harley quinn in the first suicide squad so it's like okay then are you gonna have harley like margot robbie's harley quinn but recast jared leto's joker i don't know like i don't i don't know what you would do <laughs> i think yeah i think the only way i would be interested is if they they gave us a new joker like i just jared leto does not work for me ever in that role and it was not good so yeah i i want to see more for like she's so good in that role i would definitely see a movie like that but it, it could be jared but leto. i don't think her ver her her version it's going to fit in the Rob Pattison universe. I mean, I haven't seen, obviously, I we, no one has seen Robert Pattison's Batman yet, like his version of Batman. But from what I understand, it's supposed to be like very dark. And that I would agree with you. From what I know about it, I would agree with that statement. Like, I don't see, I don't see Suicide Squad and the tone they're going for mixing with what they're no. doing with Batman. Um, which, I mean, can be, you know, can be fine and i'm that's one reboot that i am very excited yeah i can i'm very excited for it what what robert pattinson can do and i want to see what matt reeves the director can do so i i agree with you though i think it would be very weird unless they did something completely different like to to me from what it looks like they're setting up robert pattinson could go toe-to-toe with joaquin phoenix's joker and have that make a little more sense because they they're darker and on that scale whereas i just uh, to me, the way Margot Robbie does Harley Quinn, it doesn't quite fit. Yeah, I would, I would like to see a Harley Quinn uh, paired with Joaquin's Joker. Yeah, I think it would have to be a different Harley Quinn. But it, yeah, it would be, it would be a Margot completely, yeah. it'd be a completely different tone. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think the way she does it would work. But, uh, but yeah, she plays anyway. it too. Like, I don't know. It's too. It's too much. Bubbly. Of a it's too. Yeah. It's too much of the, of off the page of a comic book. Yeah. Whereas Joaquin Phoenix was playing. This is the Joker in a serious drama movie. So, um, anyway, that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Um, thank you everybody for for uh, tuning in again, and we'll have some more movie reviews for you next week. Don't forget, send us in your questions or thoughts on anything that we talk about here. Screeningandkingston.com. Or uh, find our email, screeningkingston at gmail.com. Go see some movies. Thank you for listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast. Recorded at CFRC at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario. Queen's University sits on the traditional lands of the Haudenosaunee and Anishabi peoples. We would like to thank the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences and the CFRC Podcast Network.